All right, open your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 11 and Daniel chapter 1. Revelation chapter 11 and Daniel chapter 1, and we'll end up circling back around to Psalm 119. Ty just had a scared look on his face. Revelation chapter 11, look at verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded. I'm hearing pages, so I'm going to wait. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. How about we read that out loud together? Are you all ready? Verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Lord, help us as we study your word this morning. These are uncertain times. And Father, I pray that you'll help us to have a biblical understanding of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. My message this morning is when the lights go out. And I understand that we're having trouble with our lights right here. So they might go out during this sermon. Or it turns into like a disco ball. And I'm just telling you, y'all don't want to see me disco. Was it something you said, yes, I do? I, I, you do want to see that? Was that old joke, disco here and disco there? I don't know. It's terrible. I really regret that. I'm sorry. I repent, repent in sackcloth and ashes. Um, when the lights go out, how many of you felt like the lights went out? When the lights go out. Can I just tell you something? The, the Christian perspective is the verse we just read. Eventually, the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. But right now, we see not yet all things put under his feet. The God of this world has a plan. How many of you know the God of this world has a plan? How many of you know that? Then why are we surprised when his plan works? It's interesting. I mentioned in Sunday school that, a, that, a, that an understanding of history helps so much. It gives us perspective. One of the best illustrations of this is when Rome fell, and you have the, the vandals coming in and sacking the city, and so Augustine changes the theology of popular Christianity because he thought Rome was the city of God. Is Rome the city of God? We have here no continuing city. And because he ignored Scripture and had a wrong understanding of the Bible, he changed the way that Christians looked at the Bible. They changed their theology because of current events. Let's not change our theology because of current events. One of these days, the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. But it's not today. Okay, you ready for this? I'm going to encourage you. Ready for some encouragement? You're not special. We're not special. The world does not revolve around us. And God's plan is not contingent on who is in the White House. Amen? Now, I want us to think about some things this morning. First of all, questions. Questions. Why did God allow this? Why did God allow this? Aren't we a special nation? Who gives more money to missions than America? Who sends more missionaries around the world than the United States of America? Huh. Maybe God's blessing is not based on our money. Maybe 
God wants us to live our faith and not think sending our money is living our faith. Maybe God wants us to experience opposition here. It's interesting. The world has always thought that it can stamp out Christianity. Here's what they don't understand. The best way to stop Christianity is to coddle it. Because when we're comfortable, we go to sleep. The best way to spread Christianity is to try to suppress it. Oh, no. We don't have Twitter. What's God going to do? How long's Twitter been around? So is Jack Dorsey going to end Christianity? Do you see how we get things out of perspective? Seriously. Do you see th- see how we get things out of per- out of perspective? And so, questions. Why, why would God allow this to happen? There's some facts. First of all, men are sinners. Don't be surprised when they act like it. So let me put some facts out. This might get our YouTube page or Facebook page taken down. Here's some facts. The Democrats have behaved as Democrats behave. Who here was alive in 1960? Any of you alive in 1960? The Democrats stole the election from Nixon. This is a fact of history. They used the mob, the the Kennedys, because Joe Kennedy's connections with the mob... As a, as a booze runner during Prohibition, they used the mob to stuff the ballots in Chicago, and that gave the election to Kennedy over Nixon. Everyone knows they stole the election in 1960. How many of you knew that? You already knew that. How many of you did not know that? Do you see the problem with not knowing history? We're special. This has never happened before. Democrats always lie. It's what they do. They are deceptive, unprincipled, evil. Their platform stands for everything that is anti-God and anti-good. That's who they are. I... I can't believe they fixed the machines. I I can't believe they they actually printed ballots. I can't believe they would do that. Can I just say something? What are you, stupid? It's what Democrats do. They've always done it. Let's not be surprised. Now, if you're a Democrat here, we have an altar. (laughs) I'm not your priest. You don't have to confess your sin to me. I'm sorry that you've believed these lies. I'm sorry that you have adopted a worldview that is anti-God and anti-reality. I'm sorry for you. But remember, your failure to be informed does not make me a wacko. All right, facts. Democrats lie and steal. That's who they are. There's no evidence of widespread fraud. Ben Shapiro said that. Okay. Uh, Dalt told me, my friend Dalton, he he does Twitter. And And a good Christian guy texted out to Christians, be careful of conspiracy theories. And I would tweet back if I knew how to tweet. 
Be careful of conspiracy theories and people who can do math. What are the chances that Joe Biden got more black votes than Barack Obama? Seriously. And how about in these inner cities where, you know, a a, a majority of the population don't even work? They have no idea who the vice president is. If you go and do a man on the street, they don't know anything about it. And yet they voted 95%. Of course, it's never happened in history. Man, isn't it wonderful that Joe Biden is such a profound leader and charismatic, influential person that even people who don't know how to read voted for him. You understand that's what happened. Greater numbers than in the history of the world. These are just facts. These are just facts. This is what we're dealing with. And yet, we're the nutty ones. How many of you, honestly, it's a little cathartic to come to church and hear this. Oh, this is good. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. Facts. Men are sinners. Don't be surprised. Democrats behaved as Democrats behave. The media behaved as the media behaves. They're just liars. And don't give them too much credit. They're not very smart. Some of them are. Most of them aren't. And they just do what they're told. They're mouthpieces for evil people. That's, that's what's going on. The, how many of you know that these guys that went into the Capitol and damaged the Capitol, and they're just dumb, just stupid. There's hundreds of thousands of people there. You have a few people do that. This is an insurrection. This is an armed insurrection. Insurrection, insurrection, insurrection act. It's a coup! Ah! And the Democrats burned down the country for 60 days. The media does what the media does. They're liars. Don't listen to them. They're just liars. Are you listening, Facebook? Men are sinners. Don't be surprised. Democrats behaved as Democrats behave. The media has behaved as the media behaves. And the Republicans are responsible for all of it. The Republicans are more evil than the Democrats. The Democrats tell you who they are. Nancy Pelosi. She's as dumb as a bag of hammers. We know who they are. Why would the Republican leaders in Georgia make a deal with Stacey Abrams? What power did Stacey Abrams have? The Republicans control the governor, the governor's office, the state house, the state senate. Why would they make deals with Stacey Abrams? Because they didn't want Donald or they didn't want Donald Trump to be the president. How many of you know that Democrats cheat? How many of you already knew that? Right? Why didn't the Republican party fight these changes before the election. Now, the courts are cowardly, right? There's no doubt about it, but the fight should have happened before the election. Why didn't it happen before the election? How many of you knew the Democrats were going to try to be, they were going to use COVID as a chance to steal the election? How many of you knew that? How many of you work for the Republican Party? How many of you do this for a living, Why didn't they do it? Because they did not want Donald Trump to be the president. Media does what the media does. The Democrats do what the Democrats do. Why did the Republicans allow this to happen? How about when you get a few knuckleheads that get into the Capitol? Lindsey Graham says, I'm out. Is Lindsey Graham dumb? No. He's just part of an establishment that does not want Donald Trump to be president. Why? 
Why is all this stuff happening? Now, I'm just giving you the facts right now, folks. Right? Ben Shapiro, you can have your own opinions. You can't have your own facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. These are just, these are just facts. This is the Republicans' fault. Okay? Let's go on. Don't worry, I'll get spiritual in a minute. <clears throat> Fact. None of this should surprise us. None of this should surprise us. So questions, facts. Let's get some lessons from this. We may have trusted the government more than we should. Oh, the Republicans will never let that happen. You ever heard that? Huh. Did the Republicans let this? Seriously. Am I crazy? Well, yes, but on this. Did the Republicans let this happen? Maybe we've trusted the government more than we should have. Man, I got to tell you, I have loved a lot of what the president did. But there's a lot more stuff he should have done. Why didn't his campaign fight these things before the election? How many of you have had that thought? Have you ever heard an answer? I've never heard an answer on it. And what I'm saying we, maybe I trusted government more than I should. Now, all that stuff that I just said, let's just be honest. How many of you know that I already knew that? Right? I've been saying it here for 23 years. We know this stuff. We got a little, I don't know about you guys. How many of you feel this way? I think I got lulled to sleep a little bit because we, we were in charge and we were getting some victories. Did any, do any of you kind of feel that same way? And now I'm, I'm woken back up and, and, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Number two, our hope and trust has been misplaced. Um, what do you do when the lights go out? See, we have to understand that there are only two different groups in this battle. There's truth and anti-truth. Right? Look at uh, Isaiah chapter 59. And I hope that you all will forgive me a little bit. This is not as structured as I wanted it. Um, I just want us to think through some of these things. Isaiah chapter 59, look at verse 14. <clears throat> the Bible is just so amazing in the way that it can phrase things that encapsulate a specific period of time. So Isaiah 59 and verse 14, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Man, is that true? See, like with COVID, I spent the first, I can't, re, I, I, I can't tell you, I was trying to remember how long I invested in it. But when they first did the shutdown, and so I, every day I would watch the governor's uh, press conference, and, and I read everything I could on COVID. I, I wish I knew. Well, how long was it? Was it a month? Was it two months? I, I don't remember. What's that? Probably two months. And do you know what I discerned? I have no idea what the truth is on this. And let me just tell you, it would be almost impossible to uh, be more diligent in following it than I was. You know, for a non-medical person, it, I mean, I, I was reading all sides of it and doing everything I could 
And do you know what I discerned? Truth has fallen in the street. It's not that they don't know the truth. It's that they're refusing to tell us the truth. I'm just telling you, it's full of lies. Every study that's been done, every, every non-political, non-biased study that's been done shows that lockdowns don't help. Right? I mean, that's, that's just the truth. And yet, these, the, the government loves control. They love control. In many places, you can't go to church, but you can get on an airplane. They're liars. Truth has fallen in the streets. Is there a virus? Yes. <laughs> I experienced it. Do I want your rights to be crushed because of what I went through? No. Do you know what happened? I got sick and now I'm better. Do you know what happened if I died? I'd go to heaven. How many of you know that people die? That study from Johns Hopkins that's been suppressed, where they looked at the death rate from 2019 and compared the death rate from 2019 to 2020. This isn't Alex Jones doing it. This is Johns Hopkins. And if at that point there were 260,000 deaths attributed to COVID in the United States, if that's the case, then how many more people should have died in 2020 than in 2019? How many of you can do that math? How many more people should have died? Guess how many more people died? None. Johns Hopkins. They had to pull the study. There was so much political backlash, they had to pull the study. Why? Because it was only done through September. Oh, so we can't look at how many people died in 2019 from January through September and compare it to 2020, January through September? Got to pull the study because of that? How many of you think maybe it's political? They're lying to us. But pastor, you don't understand. I know people who have died from COVID. Okay. What else did they have? Truth has fallen in the streets, people. Truth has fallen in the streets. It's crazy. It's crazy what's going on in the world. How many children in the United States have died from COVID? Last I heard, one. So let's mask up all the kids. Let's keep them home from school. Let's destroy their futures. Let's make sure they can't read. Let's make sure that they can't understand. Let's make sure they can't interact. It's crazy. It's cr- this is What do we do when the lights go out? I know churches... People that should know better, that aren't meeting. Well, our old folks are afraid. Well, then let the old folks stay home. That's what we've said all along. If you're not comfortable coming out, we put the, the, the we put it on the, the video for you. Watch the video. The rest of us are having church. Truth has fallen in the streets, folks. Seriously, how many of you feel like you really don't have a good handle on the COVID situation? That's, that's where I am. Truth has fallen in the streets. So what do we do about this? Well, first of all, we need to understand that this has been a long time coming. And again, I have failed you in the last four years, not reminding you, Um, This is Francis Schaeffer's book, A Christian Manifesto. He wrote it in 1981, and it's so funny. Listen to what he says. The basic problem of Christians in this country in the last 80 years or so in regard to society and in regard to government is that they have seen things in bits and pieces instead of totals. 1981. What's that, 40 years ago now? It really hurts because that's the year I graduated from high school. They have very gradually become disturbed over permissiveness, pornography, the public schools, the breakdown of the family, and finally abortion. But they have not seen this as a totality, each thing being a part, a symptom of a much larger problem. They have failed to see that all of this has come about due to a shift in worldview, that is through a fundamental change in the overall way people think and view the world and life as a whole. This shift has been away from a worldview that was at least vaguely Christian in people's memory, even if they were not individually Christian, 
towards something completely different, toward a worldview based on the idea that the final reality is impersonal matter or energy shaped into its present form by impersonal chance. They have not seen that the worldview, that this worldview has taken the, in, the place of the one that had previously dominated Northern European culture, including the United States, which was at least Christian in memory, even if the individuals were not individually Christian. Now listen to this. This is so good. These two worldviews stand as totals in complete antithesis to each other. That's their opposites. They're at war. In content and also in their natural results, including sociological and governmental results, and specifically including law. It is not that these two worldviews are different only in how they understand the nature of reality and existence. They also inevitably produce totally different results. The operative word here is inevitably. It is not just that they happen to bring forth different results, but it is absolutely inevitable that they will bring forth different results. So this is, this is so good right here. True spirituality covers all of reality. There are things the Bible tells us as absolutes which are sinful, which do not conform to the character of God. But aside from these, the lordship of Christ covers all of life and all of life equally. Let me say that again. The lordship of Christ covers all of life and all of life equally. Amen? It is not only that true spirituality covers all of life and all of life equally. In this sense, there is nothing concerning reality that is not spiritual. Related to this, it seems to me, is the fact that many Christians do not mean what I mean when I say Christianity is true or truth. They are Christians and they believe in, let us say, the truth of creation, the truth of the virgin birth, the truth of Christ's miracles, Christ's substitutionary death and His coming again. But they stop there with these and other individual truths. When I say Christianity is true, I mean it is true to total reality. The total of what is, listen to this, beginning with the central reality, the, the objective existence of the personal infinite God. Christianity is not just a series of truths, but truth. Truth about all of reality and the holding to that truth intellectually. And then in some poor way, living upon that truth, the truth of what is, brings forth not only certain personal truths, but also governmental and legal truths. Now, here, here's what I'm, what I'm getting to on this. What we're up against is an entire worldview, an entire world system that hates us. That's what we're up against. And it's a global system that hates us. And Donald Trump, of all people, was an enemy to that system. It's hard to believe that a playboy, a guy that has been immoral, a, 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 a genuinely imperfect man, is the one that has caused all of this vitriol and hatred. How many of you really do? You look at it and you go, it seems out of, out of proportion. Why? Because the Republicans and the Democrats are all heading toward a one-world socialist view, a global view, and Donald Trump's emphasis on America first and taking care of his citizens is a threat to that. But remember, it's not a Democrat-Republican globalist view. It's a satanic globalist view, and these are all his minions. That's who we're dealing with. And here's, this is one of the facts that I wrote down, and I don't know if I said it out loud yet, but that this is a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules of darkness in where? High places. Why are we surprised? We should not be surprised. Okay, I see some of you are getting tired. I'm going to move on. Look at, look at Daniel chapter 1. Did you all think I was never going to go there? Okay. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, into, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. Look at this. Verse, are you, are you, is everybody with me? Daniel chapter 1, look at verse 2. Who gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand? 
you see, God is concerned with the affairs of men. Don't our founding documents say that? God is interested in the affairs of men. And can you imagine being someone in Israel at that time? God, don't you know who we are? Moses gave us the law. We're your people. He brought us out of the land of Egypt into the promised land, into your land. We're your people. You gave us the temple. You sit in the temple. How in the world could you, God, how could you allow Nebuchadnezzar's people to come in and defile your temple? I guess God's not God. I guess he's not in control. You see, Daniel, Azariah, Hananiah, Mishael, otherwise known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they could have had that attitude, but they didn't. Listen to what John Lennox wrote about them. What makes the story of their faith remarkable is that they did not simply continue the private devotion to God that they had developed in their homeland. They maintained a high-profile public witness in a pluralistic society that became increasingly antagonistic to their faith. That is why their story has such a powerful message for us today. Strong currents of pluralism and secularism in contemporary Western society, reinforced by a paralyzing political correctness, increasingly push expression of faith to the margins, expression of faith in God to the margins, confining it, if possible, to the private sphere. It is becoming less and less the done thing to mention God in public, let alone to confess to believing in anything exclusive and absolute, such as the uniqueness of Jesus Christ as the Son of God and Savior. Society tolerates the practice of the Christian faith in private devotions and in church services, but it is increasingly, but it increasingly deprecates public witness. To the relativist and secularist public witness to faith in God smacks too much of proselytizing and fundamentalist extremism. Therefore, regard it, therefore, they regard it more and more as a threat to social stability and human freedom. A couple of things I want to mention. This is a battle. Now, 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 listen, I'm trying to help us to understand what's going on. I love this thought. This is a battle between half-educated people and uneducated people. Half-educated and uneducated. The uneducated people are the Trump voters. These are the people who, and, and understand that that's when you look at the demographic, that's what we're always called, right, as uneducated? Here's the problem with the uneducated people to the half-educated people. Common sense. Oh, wait a minute. If all of our jobs go to China, that's bad. How many of you know that if we don't have jobs, that's bad? How many of you know that? How many of you had to go to school to learn that? Right? It's it's just common sense. It's common sense. If they put tariffs on our goods, but we're not allowed to put tariffs on their goods, that's bad. How many of you understand that? Right? And here's the problem. The half-educated people think they're educated. But they're only half-educated. They only learn one worldview. They only learn one system. So what happens is they are incapable of rational thought. They, they completely lack any kind of discernment. Let me give you an example. All right? Uh, have you been to college yet? You have sisters, right? Yeah. Here, come on up here. This will help. And look how big this kid's getting. Okay. Is there a difference between a boy and a girl? Okay, thank you. Do you know why he knows that? He hasn't been to college yet. Am I exaggerating? Do you see the problem? Half-educated people versus uneducated people. And my dad would say those half-educated people are people that are educated beyond their intelligence. 
These are the dumbest people in the world. I'm just telling you, when you want, we, we could demonstrate it, pick 10 women here and 10 men, just pick them, I don't care which ones, and we'll do arm wrestling. Who's going to win? The men are going to win. Well, you don't know so-and-so, I know a woman, we call her Max. Okay, are there exceptions? Yes. But in general, how many of you know that men are stronger than women? And yet, one of the first things that President Biden is going to do is make it to where men can compete in female athletics. Because that's fair. It's dumb. How many of you recognize that that's dumb? Okay, so... What we have are half-educated people versus educated people, and what that means is truth has fallen in the streets. So how do we combat this? We have to get back to the truth. And here's the problem. We're on the Internet. We're looking at all of our political sites. We're reading all of this information. And it's hard to discern whether or not any of it is true. Were the voting machines tampered with? I think they were. Do we know that for sure? Have they proven that in court? Have the courts even looked at it? You see our problem? There's so much information out there, and it's hard to know what's true. Here's what I know is true. God's Word is true. God's Word is true. So, this idea of half-educated people versus educated people, and this is why if you have loved ones that are on the other side politically, they think you're absolutely crazy and evil. And you say something crazy like, um, can you do math? Let's, let's, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at how many registered voters there are in that county, and there are 700,000 registered voters, and there's 1.1 million ballots. Huh. I think something might be off. Conspiracy theory! You're crazy! Honestly, that's the result. That's the answer that you get. What do you do with that? You can't do anything with that. Are you going to, you can't fix stupid. You can't, right? So stop trying. What are we supposed to do? Psalm 119. And now we'll get to the sermon. All right, let me uh, look at my notes here. Half educated, uneducated. Oh, 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 here. So the battle is between half-educated and uneducated, but the, as the Brits would say, the spanner in the works, the, the thing that's gumming it all up is social media. Because the enemy, Satan, is so wise, he, he, he gets the common sense people to get addicted to social media and write this down or, or, or get this in your head. Never underestimate the power of mass conformity. Never underestimate the power of mass conformity. Well, nobody else believes that it. it must not be true. I guess there was no fraud in the election. I, I, you going to believe me or your lying eyes? You see the problem? So we have to get back to absolute truth. And if we have absolute truth, then our worldview changes. I can look out at the election and I can say, this wasn't right. And I can confidently say, this wasn't right. I'm not going to go and kill anybody over it. We're Christians. Hey, hey, we're not going to go kill people. We're Christians. Can I say it again? 
Man, there are too many Christians that want to go and kill people right now. How about you go lead somebody to Jesus and let God take care of it? Maybe we're carnal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ. Okay, Psalm 119. So just so you know, I want to kill people. (laughs) Justin, if that clip comes back. (laughs) You ready for this? I, I always say this. Is everybody at Psalm 119? We're at verse 112. Okay. I always say, so I I had planned the Daniel stuff and all that for today, and I thought, you know what? I need to look at where we are in Psalm 119 because it feels like every time something crazy is going on, wherever we are in the Bible, God addresses that. Have you noticed that? Let's see if that happens today. Psalm 119, look at verse 113. I hate vain thoughts. What are vain thoughts? Empty. Things that aren't true. Any of that floating around in the blogosphere? I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in Donald Trump and the Republicans that that at the at the Electoral College they're gonna do what I want. And if that doesn't happen, then oh God, where are you? Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Oh, look at this. Depart from me, ye evildoers. For I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according unto thy word. Look at this. That I may live and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Man, if you trust in politics, you're going to be ashamed. You trust in God's word, you'll never be ashamed. You'll never be ashamed because we're not going to live based on what government does. And just let me just put this caveat in. The worst thing that, that can come from this, this uh, Democrat government is they turn us into Europe. If you've been in Europe, it's not that bad. It's not us. It's not the freedom that we've had, but it's, it's just, it, it's okay. Seriously. Can we get some perspective? We're not going immediately to the gulags. That's a few years down. That's next. That's when Ocasio-Cortez, Nina Pinta, Santa Maria Cortez gets in charge. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Look at this. Verse 117. Hold thou me up, and I shall be. What's that word? Oh, I've got my AR. Now, I'm not a hypocrite. We bought ammunition this last week. Probably going to be made illegal. So buy your ammo now. You just said don't kill people. That's for when they come after you. Kill them all then. <laughs> Sorry, Facebook. <laughs> Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe. Now, now, can I stop there? You know, we, we made light of that. It's still our responsibility to protect our families. And, and th- that doesn't contradict it, but ultimately, ultimately, who keeps us safe? God does. Uh, I always have that thought. I can't remember if, if, you know, it was my thought or if I heard somebody else say it, but I experienced it. My wife and kids were going somewhere, and I prayed, Lord, please keep them safe while they're gone. And I had this thought, who do you think keeps them safe when they're here? Right? Hold thou me up and I shall be safe and I will have respect unto thy statutes. How often? Thou hast, I love this man, thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes for their deceit is falsehood. 
Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love thy testimonies. Remember, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our God. That's going to happen. Look at this. Look at this, verse 120. My flesh trembleth for fear of thee. I am afraid of thy judgments. Fear, what did Jesus say? Fear not him, them that can kill the body, but fear him that can kill the body and the soul in hell. What are we afraid of, folks? Can, how many of you could use a word of encouragement now to finish? Ready for the word of encouragement? Man, cheer up. Be thankful. Everybody smile right now for me. Smile. And say this. There's a hell. And I'm so glad Nancy gets to go there. And listen, she's old and she's going to go there soon. And you know what she's going to learn? She's going to learn about that word. There's, there's a the word. You know? You know? Word. I love that. Yeah, many of you saw her do that? It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Do you know what she's going to do? She's going to meet the Word, and she's going to fall on her face, and then she's going to go to hell, and she's going to burn in hell forever and be judged. Listen, we need to understand. The, the, there was a report. Laura pointed it out to me. World Health Organization pointed out that the number one cause of death last year in the world was abortion. That in January, there's already a million babies killed. Why would God do this to us? Because truth has fallen in the streets. There's no equity. There's no justice. Judgment is turned away backward. That's where we are. But cheer up. There's a hell, folks. There is. Pastor, I can't believe you're happy about it. God's happy about it. He's going to laugh. Oh, here you go. Enjoy it. Burn forever. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. He shall have them in derision. Hope you enjoy the heat. Man, what are we discouraged for? Oh, where's the justice? Where's the justice? It's coming. It is coming. You know what I felt like I was channeling right there is uh, tombstone. It's coming and it's coming with hell. Whatever it was. Remember Kurt Russell? Hell's coming with me. I'm just telling you. We just need a good dose of faith. Belief in heaven. Belief in hell. Belief that God's timeline is not based on United States elections. We got to elevate our thinking. This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. Am I happy with what's going on? Absolutely not. What can I do about it? Absolutely nothing. But my job has not changed. I need to represent Christ well in the world. And and, and I know there might be a soft-headed Christian in here right now that would say, Pastor, how does laughing about hell represent us well in the world? Isn't that mean and hateful? There's a reason why you don't come to this church. Because you don't love Jesus. Here's the Jesus you love. You don't love the Jesus that made the whip and said, Get out of here! Make not my father's house a house of merchandise! Get out of here! That's the one that's laughing that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Now, remember, we let Jesus kill him. We don't kill him. See the difference? You see the difference? We tell them that Jesus loved them so much he died on the cross for them. But if they reject that, he is happy to send them to hell. Now, the Bible says he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that they turn. But these people like Nancy Pelosi that hate him, man, he hates them. Bible says he's angry with the wicked every day. Bible says he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. That's what the Bible says. So if you're a soft-headed Christian today that says, oh, we shouldn't laugh about them going to hell. Man, I'm so thankful for it. It's the only justice that we'll ever have in the world. Revelation chapter 6. How long, O Lord, till you avenge those that have done this to us? He doesn't doesn't correct them. He says, just wait a little bit. It's coming. 
It's coming. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. Man, that's true. It's real. It's real. And I take comfort in that. How many of you are glad Hitler's suffering? Yeah. Man, I'm thankful. And man, I'm so glad Nancy gets to go too. I'm just telling you, that's exactly the way that I feel. If she got saved and changed her ways, praise God. God's grace is so good, even Nancy Pelosi could get saved. I don't think she's going to. Why? Because she hates him. So folks, our encouragement for today is everything that's happened fits perfectly with what the Bible says. I've been told since I was a child that this was going to happen. Now it happens. Where's God? When I should be saying, man, what's next? This is awesome. What's next? How about we trust God? How about we live with joy in this world? We can have joy about the blessings of God, but we can also have joy about the judgment of God. Oh, how I love thy judgments. I, I love them. They make me happy. I love your judgments. I love them. Oh, that doesn't sound Christian. That's because you're an idiot. That's because you've listened to people lying about the Bible and you are soft and you don't love the God of the Bible and you need to get on your face and repent and grow a spine. We got enough soft-headed Christians. Let's not be that at Grace Baptist Church. Amen? Are are y'all with me? Let's all stand. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Lord, we don't deserve anything. Yes, the media lies to us. Well, that's who they are. Yes, the Democrats are evil. Well, that's who they are. But Lord, the Republicans are globalists heading to a satanic one world government. You told us this. Lord, help us to have faith in your word. Lord, you keep us safe. Lord, you hold us up. And Lord, we tremble at your judgments, but we also love them because they are right.